Welcome to the Vetiver Vibes podcast. We're your hosts, Nikki, Rachel, and Rhonda, certified clinical aromatherapists coming to you from Ontario, Canada, and on the internet everywhere. This episode is brought to you by Accentria, a leading online school for aromatherapy. Accentria is your go-to source for clinical aromatherapy certification programs that are recognized by NAHA and the Canadian Federation of Aromatherapists. If you want to learn more about Aroma Massage Course, check out their website, www.schoolofaccentria.com. We're excited that you've given your time to be here with us, knowing you'll get the best essential oil scoop. Welcome to this week's episode of Vetiver Vibes. I'm Rachel Jane, and I'm interviewing Nikki for our four-part series on blending. In this series, we will go over the difference between acute, chronic, subtle, and perfume blending. This week, we are part two, where we will talk about how to use aromatherapy for chronic conditions. If you haven't listened to part one from last week yet, remember to go back and listen to it, where we speak about acute conditions. So what is a chronic condition, Nikki? Hey. How's that defined? (laughs) Yeah. Chronic condition is a human health condition or disease that is persistent or otherwise long-lasting in its effect or a disease that comes with time. The term chronic is often applied when the course of disease lasts more than three months and requires ongoing medical attention or limit activities of daily living or both. So that was the, the official definition, but really all it means is it's something that's been bugging you for a very long time. So we are past the acute stage. So, you know, as Rachel said, if you haven't listened to our acute episode of last week, go check it out. Um, once you're past the acute stage, now we're getting into a chronic stage. This is something that has been affecting your daily life. It affects every, maybe not every single part of your life, but it affects you in some way almost every day for quite a while. So this can be sore muscles. This can be asthma. This can be fibromyalgia, back pain, arthritis, eczema, psoriasis. You know, there's all kinds of different skin conditions. Um, you know, it, and it, like I said, it could last weeks. It could last months. It could even last years. It doesn't sound fun. No, they usually aren't. <laughs> Especially like, I was like, that's a big think, list. <laughs> it is, right? And I mean, and that is a very short list. Uh, I mean, there are thousands of things out there. Um, but if you think of like all the autoimmune diseases that are out there, um, any yeah. of those things, right? And asthma, all that. Yeah. yeah. Right. And this is where we talked a little bit uh, in last week's episode how asthma is a chronic condition because you are diagnosed with something that will last a very long time. However, it can also be an acute situation where you has the asthma attack itself is acute. However, having asthma is chronic and doing what you can to prevent asthma attacks is going to be how you support yourself for the chronic condition. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're making blends for a chronic condition, is there a maximum of like, how do you blend differently for that? I guess. Ultimately. So this is more of our standard blending that we typically talk about in our dilution guides. Um, if you haven't looked at our dilution guides yet, you know, go to our website, download them. They're free, print them out, laminate them. And this is where it says two to 5% for healthy adults. Again, we are always talking healthy adults, no contraindicators, no medication health concerns that are going to be affecting, you know, big term. Yes, we're talking about 
things that people are dealing with because they're making a blend to support a chronic condition, but there's going to be no interact negative interactions or anything like that. Um, so, so if there were, let's sorry, one second, just since we're just yeah. chatting about that, if there was something where you were concerned about being negative reaction and they're not like, maybe like super healthy, would you then use less oil or no oil even? Yeah. And this is, that's exactly it. Um, this is where hydrosols are absolutely amazing. If you, especially if you are going through certain very delicate situations, I'm thinking like cancer, I'm thinking surgeries, I'm thinking, um, just very, very frail health. Um, then hydrosols are amazing. Uh, and then, Yes. And then just the carrier lipid oils, uh, especially if you're doing massages, things like that, just having certain carrier oils are going to be absolutely amazing. It also depends on how much body you're covering, right? So if you are covering a large amount of skin, because let's say you have a rash that is all over maybe someone's back or all over their skin. I'm thinking actually, uh, I know I talked about this in a few other episodes of poison oak. When my son had poison oak, it literally covered him from his neck down to his toes. And I mean, take the child aspect out of it. If it, if he was an adult, I would have been very, very low percent because it was covering such a large surface of skin that you don't want to have a high percent either. So very, very frail um, health and then large part of skin you want to have on the lower end. So when we look at that chart, um, the chart says two to five percent for healthy adults. So you starting at a 0.5 a 1% for someone who has frail health is going to be, you know, probably what you would use. And then if you aren't in frail health, if it's, you know, I'm looking at the list of things, um, back pain, right? You're going in, if you're going in for a massage though, that would still be a 1%. But if it's just a lower back pain that you have, or just on your shoulders, something like that, Having a 2%, 3% blend is going to be a great blend to start at. There's no reason to start at 5%. That is the high end. And there's yep. no reason to be starting at the high end. We want to start at the low end of, remember, it's a guideline and start low and go slow. Makes sense. Um, is there a maximum time we should use a blend for? for chronic conditions? Uh, I mean, this is where, because it's chronic, we know it's long lasting. And this is why we're going at such a low percent because we know people are going to be using them long-term. The other thing too, to look at is if it's taken your body weeks, months, years to get into this specific situation, this discomfort, that means your body has been out of balance for weeks, months, years, and it will take your body weeks, months to get back into balance. And you still have to get to the root cause of what the issue is. Because I like if you take eczema as an example, I can apply as much as I want of a blend over eczema. If you don't get to the root cause of it, it's going to keep flaring up and just keep coming and just keep coming. So until you get to the root cause and rebalance your body that way, the blend can help support but it won't necessarily get down to the root cause until you know what it is. Um, so it, it 
you can use them long term. It's so complicated. <laughs> it is. And this is where like every person is unique and different. We need to look at each one. Um, but I always do a three-week rule. So I like to try something out for three weeks. And then, so actually before that, first I'm like, okay, on a scale of one to 10, what is the pain, discomfort, you know, how much inflammation is there behind it? You know, it really depends on what the specific situation is. Of course, um, yeah. And then, but like on a scale of one to 10 or zero to 10, you know, zero being everything is perfect to 10 being worst case scenario. Where is it at? And then after three weeks of using the blend, okay, great. Let's reevaluate. Where are you? And then we find the new baseline. And after three weeks with that new baseline, great. If that blend's still working, keep using it. Amazing. If it's not working, okay, maybe let's swap out the oils. I won't necessarily go up as my first thing, as my first thought of going up in the dilution. I'll look at what oils might be a better fit because that might be all that it is. Um, you know, some oils is just swapping them out and they just work better for some people, right? Everyone's unique and different and that might be what it takes. Makes sense. Yeah, I know I've definitely done where, you know, if I've got a pain blend I've made, then I might add a new oil to it that I think might help give it like a, an actual kick. Um, but then I would add more carrier oil to it as well to mm -hmm. still keep it diluted. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I just find that there's, you know, using different oils is kind of, first of all, how aromatherapists actually figure out kind of what's working and what isn't right. working. Um, and I know for like our students too, I was a case study for one of our students recently. And um, I was laughing because they, they're like, okay, well, I'm going to use like these three oils. And they were very like, they're the oils that everybody uses all the time for pain. And I was like, I have almost every oil in my, in my box. Like <laughs> let's get fun. Like, like go do yeah. some more research and find some other oils. And like, I can use those ones and I know they'll work and that's great. But like, this is a perfect time for you to get me to use my oil suit and to pay for them yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and get feedback on stuff that you're obviously not as, uh, as comfortable with. Um, so it was fun. Like they did, they went, in, I think marjoram was one they hadn't used, which is, mm -hmm. was great. Um, black pepper, I think was another one. I I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, just like things that, uh, you know, I use frankincense regularly and that was one of the initial um, oils um, that had been suggested. So, you know, I don't like to say no, no to that one because I love it, but <laughs> for pain, I love it for pain. It helps take away that inflammation on me. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, and that's it's great too. And that's where too, and um, you know, taking into account the carrier oil, right? The lipid oils themselves have amazing therapeutic benefits. So especially if we're looking at skin conditions, what is going to be very nourishing for the skin? This is where you get those nourishing aspects. The essential oils don't have any fat in them or vitamins or minerals or, you know, all of those good things that the body needs. So if it's a skin condition, look at what lipid oil is going to help the most. If it's for pain, what is analgesic? What is anti-inflammatory? you know, grab those essential oils that are going to be really good for pain. Grab that sweet almond oil, grab that safflower oil. And that in itself will just help boost 
the effect of your blend. So people always have to remember to look not just at the essential oils, but everything else also. So they shouldn't just use fractionated coconut oil for everything? No. I say very sarcastically, just in case people aren't into sarcasm like I am. Yes. It's the safe one to use. And I know a lot of aromatherapists, especially um, people who are starting out, because you don't want to have a whole bunch of oils that you buy and just are going to go rancid and have to toss. And then you've wasted that material. You've wasted your money. So I understand why a lot of people love to go towards fractionated coconut oil because it has such a long shelf life and it doesn't have an aroma and it's not very greasy. Like it, it has all these amazing things. Absolutely. But there's always a, but go outside <laughs> your comfort zone and see what other oils are out there that will have therapeutic benefits because there are a lot out there, you know, check out the podcast that we did on lipid oils with Susan Parker. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's so many oils out there. So for chronic conditions, what we're saying kind of overall is that use them for a while, start low, kind of go slow a little bit, but you might, you want to use your oils for about two, three weeks before you make any changes again to adjust it for if it's not working. Um, Great. I think obviously, and from my perspective, at least if you, if someone finds that there's like absolutely nothing helping with the oils, like they don't notice any difference, you can change it sooner than three weeks. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah. You can make adjustments. Um, so, but anyway, so we're saying like to try it for a while and then start tweaking things a little bit more. Um, and then for chronic conditions, obviously we want to start use those smaller um, dilution percentages to make sure that we're not overusing the oils. And these are things that we could be using for months or even years as a regular day-to-day kind of thing, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, because again, right, as I mentioned earlier, it took weeks, months, years to get your body into this state. So taking three months, six months of applying something to bring, to allow something to clear up or to support you through whatever it is, the chronic condition is, that's not going to be that hard to believe, right? It's not a magic wand. And this is, I think what a lot of hard, what's hard for a lot of people is they just want that magic pill, that magic wand for like instant gratification. And that's not going to work a lot of times with holistic room, um, modalities it's you know it's getting down and supporting the body back into that homeostasis state which takes time now is there anything else you can think of that we should keep in mind nikki um the only thing i can think of is again right so a if your acute condition goes into a chronic condition so as we talked about last week with the acute um you know we have a little bit of that higher percent as as a little spoiler if you haven't listened to it um and acute, and then you switch into chronic. So, you know, listen to the other one, see how long we recommend all of that. But then if once you're done that stage, if something is still bugging you, you come down into the chronic stage and then you go low and you just keep going at that low percent. Great. Well, thank you very much, Nikki. It was a wonderful once again to interview you for this particular episode. Um, Thank you for tuning in everybody to Better Vibes. We will see you next week. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Essentria. 
a leading online aromatherapy school. You can join the free introduction to essential oil course at www.schoolofessentria.com. If you love this episode or you got a lot of value out of it, please make sure you share it with someone in your community who you think will enjoy it too. If you haven't already subscribed or reviewed the show yet, please go over to your preferred streaming platform and hit subscribe, then leave a review. This is the best way to help support us and we appreciate it. Email us with a screenshot of your review and you will be entered into our monthly draw for a free mini course. This podcast is for information purposes only. We are certified clinical aromatherapists and holistic health professionals. If you have a medication concern, please refer to your health team. Everyone's health is unique to themselves, so the topics and suggestions stated may or may not apply to you directly.